Welcome to Pixels and Pints Podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Goddamn right. I'm 26, bitch. 26, dude. It feels good to be over that fucking uh, quarter hump. Um, Sucks we took a a week off. Did we take, we took a week off last week, right? Yeah, just one week. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said it's because there wasn't a lot uh, to talk about, but mainly it was because I had a amazing nap and I did not feel like doing a goddamn thing last week. So to be fair, I was okay me. with it. Yeah. yeah, I tried. I tried to look up like good news. that was like, you know, stuff that was a little bit more drama filled or anything that was just like maybe even wholesome. Uh, and to be fair, like it was all pretty dry. Um, there wasn't anything that was like fun. So I was okay taking a week off instead of just like throwing a bunch of filler up here. Plus it gave us a little yeah. bit more time to refresh. Cause we came back from mad Magfest, went right into the episode. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think this is fine. I think it's fine taking a week off. Who cares? Right. Yeah. It's whatever. It's yeah. whatever. I like that shirt, dude. I know. It's Love fucking... it. I, I don't remember. I think I actually took it to Magfest. I don't, I don't think I had an opportunity to bust it out. At least I, I don't, don't remember doing it. I don't remember much. I don't remember much either, to be, <laughs> to be honest. I tried to explain MAGFest to my friends down here who uh, don't party and don't go to bars or don't play a lot of video games. And they're like, all of that sounds fucking awful. And I was like, it was the best time. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Everybody missed out. But speaking of drinking, man, it looks like you got a pint full already what do you got damn right yeah so um i took a i took a four pack of that pumpkin nitro off your hands Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think you were you weren't holding on to the case too hard when i took it (laughs) i was not no do you do you like it the uh nitro i don't did i start i think this was before we started recording Mm -hmm. um i didn't have enough time to to cool it down so it's it's uh it's kind of room temp which, uh, is okay, I guess. It probably makes the um, coffee notes really strong, but makes the beer not taste good. Super strong coffee. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, coffee with some bitterness of the ale, which is a really weird flavor combination. Yeah. Cause uh, cold brew coffee, like the whole point of brewing cold brew is to cut the bitterness of coffee and the acidity and then you add that in with a regular L, which is very acidic and very bitter uh, in comparison to, you know, you know, a light beer. So to be fair, I don't I don't taste shit for the pumpkin. Mm. And in fact, I think I can barely taste the cold brew. Like I, I tasted it a little bit when I first started it. Oh, when now there was head still uh, on it. Yeah. Now it's um, now it's just bitter. Damn. It's real bitter. Mm. Not a lot of flavor. <laughs> That's always a good start, dude. So yeah, but Beer Advocate says that it's uh it's got an eighty nine percent. So hey man, like maybe maybe I'm the one that's stupid. Yeah, it's it's weird, dude. Cause I so I'm I'm also drinking two Southern Tier beers. This was not a Southern Tier fucking night. We did not plan this. I just showed up with shit that I'd already started drinking before the podcast opened up. So I was drinking a uh the regular pumpkin, which is the one, is a, a the basic version of what Michael's drinking. Yeah, 
So it's also by Southern Tier. It, it scored a 90% on Beer Advocate, which I do not understand. I mean, it is a good beer, but it's not 90% good. It is 8.6% right. ABV. It's a pumpkin ale. It's described as pumpkin pie in a glass. I've had it before on the podcast. I hated it then. I like it a little bit more now. But then I just right. opened up a Southern Tier Warlock, which is the uh, Imperial version. So it's an Imperial Stout version of the pumpkin. Pumpkin. Uh, it's 89% on Beer Advocate, which kind of pisses me off because it is far superior to the pumpkin. Very superior. Agreed. Um, but it it uh, touts a huge roasted malt character, moderate carbonation, and spicy pumpkin pie aroma. Uh, it could not be more accurate if it tried. This beer fucks. Goddamn right. I, I don't I don't understand how pumpkin mm-hmm. is a pumpkin pie in a glass. Warlock is pumpkin pie. Like it's it's just tastes so goddamn good. Yeah, I don't it's, understand. It's like um do you know the type of spice that you would you would put on like candy jams and shit like that, like yeah. Thanksgiving. It is a, a basic white person pumpkin pie, but then somebody from the south who's a very good chef decided to spice that bitch up. And then make it alcoholic. <laughs> like that's this beer. It's fucking. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, to be honest, I think pumpkin is like if somebody took some pumpkin pie and just like shoved a little bit in water and then just kind of like <laughs> it up. Like, I don't understand. like bath water. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. It's like it's water yeah. with a little bit of pumpkin pie that was mixed in. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, that's I don't weird. understand the. Um, <laughs> The whole pumpkin pie in a glass type thing. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not drinking it right. Maybe, maybe. I'm, I might be stupid. It, well, the thing is, like, we drink a lot of I dark beers. Yeah. I love, yeah. <laughs> and so, dark beers are typically drank at a bit, a, a bit different temperature than like a an ale. So we may be drinking it at the wrong temperature and the type wrong type of glass. Maybe our palate's not cleansed enough for it. I don't fucking know. To be fair, before I jumped mm. on to the podcast, I don't. I don't think I had eaten the entire day. I oh. don't remember. Uh, so right before uh, I came on, I downed some uh, Greek yogurt mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit of um, maple syrup, a mm. couple of couple of blackberries, and I think some granola. Damn. So all right. Oh, so maybe that's what I'm tasting. And uh, the the beer is probably just way too warm, and it just all the all the notes, all the flavor notes are just flat as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You did have a uh, dude maple syrup and fucking yogurt. By the way, fucks. It's, it's so good. Good. It's so good. Anybody who eats unflavored Greek yogurt and is not using maple mm-hmm. syrup, like a good maple syrup, not some fucking not log know, cabin shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, we're talking about like. From from Canada, man, it's got like yeah. the the glass bottles in the shape mm-hmm. of a leaf. Like mm-hmm. uh, what kind of leaves do they have up in Canada? Maple. Like the maple. Oh, <laughs> ah, hey, <laughs> goddamn. Good good thing we're not. Uh, what are those guys called? Like Arbor Arbor Arbor, Arbor something and others. A lot of people who look at Arborist. And, Ar- Ar- Arborist is that is that right? I don't know. I, that sounds I'm like something to you say, go to I'm jail trying for. not to say abolitionist. <laughs> not what it is. That is definitely not. <laughs> that is not what, people who look at trees. Abolitionist. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was a tree watcher. Oh, oh. And then like the, the tree imagery is probably not a good thing to bring into like that kind of discussion. Oh, either. Jesus Yikes, Christ. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, being Southern right now burns a Real little Southern. bit. <clears throat> Real Southern. All right. We're sorry about that one. Um, maybe it's good if we just get right, <laughs> right into uh, the first. I wanted first... to talk about the plantations first, but oh, all right. Fine. Yeah. I. You know what? Let's do it. We haven't been canceled yet. Uh, so maybe we, we'll. I don't think we have enough listeners to to have anybody like really complain. That's true. Like we don't. That's true. I, I, so I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that. We can get away with way more shit. We can get away with way more shit than anybody else because nobody's paying attention. Just it's not going to be it's going to be one of those things where like at a certain point in our career for this, they're going to start crawling through like early mm-hmm. episodes. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. And they're going to have like there's going to be Twitter posts and forum posts. Just like, can you believe that they said this stuff? But by then, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be like you know, David Cho or somebody like that who just has fuck you money and just says, I don't give a shit. Cancel me. It's fine. I get canceled all the that's time. True. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. By the way, David Cho has a really good fucking podcast episode from 2020 with Joe Rogan where David Cho is a fucking uh, Korean guy who eats a lot of food and shit, right? Travels around. He's oh, a really, him. Yeah. I was thinking, is he the man? Maybe I was thinking about somebody else. Uh, cause I saw uh, an episode of tiger belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I thought it, I thought let me let me make sure I'm t- I'm talking about the same person. Let me make sure I'm talking about the not person. the same person. Not at, not at all. Okay, it's like uh, the person I'm talking about. It was like uh, this Asian YouTuber from uh, from like the the mid 2000s. Mm, no, not him. They were really they were super popular. No, okay. <clears throat> yeah, so David chose an artist. He's a foodie guy. He does a lot of traveling. He's had a very interesting life. He had a episode of the Joe Rogan episode, Joe Rogan podcast from 2020. So height of the pandemic, uh, he kind of went a little crazy, not in a bad way, uh, just like, you know, just like everybody else. And he grew his hair out, grew his beard out, and he dyed it all blonde. Holy shit. And he looks fucking wild. Um, but he talks about all the stories on there. So if you haven't seen it or listened to it, uh, it's a crazy fucking podcast. David Cho's life is absolutely insane. Um, give it a shot. I don't know why I mentioned that, but, uh been on my mind a lot lately i've been listening to it nonstop for like days he he, it took time to grow that shit out yeah so he was he was already on the downward spiral yeah like he was at the bottom of that spiral when he went on that joe rogan episode yeah well he said he's been spiraling since he's like 14 i don't want to speak out of term he seems like a really nice guy um i'm sure he is like flame him about being you know upset about life and shit that's all good yeah. Uh, we went in a whole bunch of different directions, didn't we? We did. We went from beer to abolitionist. To I just wanted to talk about plantations that we have <clears throat> down here at the South. It's there an are, unfortunate you know, word, but they're very beautiful. They're they very are really beautiful pretty. houses and just pieces of land. Yeah. There's, just, there's, they probably got some yeah. really good groundskeepers and stuff, you know. Probably live in. Whatever. Right. Just, uh, just don't have like a, you know, like a, uh, some sort of like, what was it? The, I think it was, I think it was on Reddit. There was a, there's this black dude who was supposed to like, they ha- they were having like, uh, some sort of company event in like a plantation house. And it was supposed to be kind of like a dress up type thing mm-hmm. where it was period appropriate. Mm-hmm. And he, and he showed up as a slave and people were upset at him. They were real upset. That's, if that's not good commentary on how people don't want to be 
uh, uh, shown, you know, mm-hmm. fucking American facts and history and stuff. And the fact that, God damn, that dude is bold as fuck. I like him. That's, that's fucking good, dude. That's fucking good. It's, it's, it's unexpected comedy and fucking harassing. Like at the same time, it's so good. It is. It is. Because like he's, I think he was like one of the only black people Mm -hmm. that worked for the company. And so when he gets invited to this event with the topic being what it is, he's like, what am I supposed to do? You know what Bro, I mean? I hope is he going to pretend to be a white person in that era or something? Ho- you know what I mean? Yeah, or like, or what is that fucking movie? Uh, the the slave movie where he? Oh my god, it, it's like a big deal. The fucking guy who never wins an Oscar, and he was like a slave handler, and then there's a black guy, and they say the N word. Oh, a lot. Uh, you're t- you're talking about um. He's in Tarantino movies a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, yeah. And he only he only fucks women that are twenty five years or younger. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. DiCaprio, DiCaprio. Yep, yeah, DiCaprio, and goddamn it, the other movie, the other dude. Anyway, whatever that movie is fucking called, uh, I'm a little uh, inebriated. <laughs> I can't fucking remember it. But he could be that guy. Um, he he could have done that. But dude, if if he's dressed as a slave and he's walking around and he's like, "Master's got me working," just like killing it the whole time with like real. Southern roots kind of slave music. Oh. I'm in. I mean, that should have been a fucking key and pill comedy skit. Like that shit is funny. That shit's funny. Dude, did you just send me a picture of this dude? Yep. He did. Uh, uh He did an <clears throat> AMA uh, on Reddit. Oh, oh shit, dude. Bruh. Uh, there's a link to the uh <clears throat> yeah the 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 picture. Oh no! Oh, it's it's quarantined. Oh, no, well. I found so it. the original the original subreddit that he posted the the actual like <gasps> uh, details is uh is quarantined on uh, Reddit, which is which is usually not a good thing. He went out and also picked cotton for photo ops, and this. This guy, this guy is wild. He didn't yep. even wear shoes, my man. Holy shit. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know how he kept his feet so clean. He's got like a good foot foot picture in here. Hanging out with white women. <laughs> Probably why it. they were upset. God damn it. <laughs> There's a photo. I hit. I feel like I should just show this, but there's a photo of him at the bottom of the staircase, looking up to this white woman in a ballroom yes. dress and oh, she shit. looks disgusted. Oh, and she's yelling at him. Okay. So the, a lot of this is photo op shit, I, <laughs> right? Like God bless the fact that everybody was in on this and they just leaned into it is fucking wild. Uh, when oh, was the, this it, done? 2015? Nowadays, dude, everybody in this this whole company would have went down. Oh, uh, the so comedy like has changed were, a lot. You were pointing out the uh, the woman who uh, was looking at him all like you know crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next picture afterwards, she's actually pointing at him like, "What yeah. the fuck is this?" Yeah, she's like yelling off to the side, like, "Did you see this?" <laughs> Ooh. I only want to talk about the good things that happened to the South in plantations. I don't want to talk about this thing over here. Lord have mercy. 
This it guy is one hell of a fucking specimen of a dude, too. He is a handsome dude. There's no way I'm walking around with a V-neck all the way down to my crotch. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty jacked, and I am not that confident to like show off my entire front half. <clears throat> Whew, man! Oh, oh, the, oh, he he's in he's in the comments from the uh, this because the I'm going to hell for this subreddit is quarantine, yeah. but there's another subreddit that he posted to. He said that somebody came in with Confederate officer uniforms. You know. God damn it. People are wild. 20, <laughs> anything prior to fucking 2018 was unhinged, to be fair. Mm. So, kudos to him for being able to do some shit like this. This is fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that, you know, you know, Sometimes everybody kind of like, bro, he's, he's walking around with like bundles of cotton, like raw cotton in his front pocket. Dude, he is the, this guy's so into it. This is not video games at all. This has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with video games. (laughs) So this is the most unhinged start we've had in a long time. So bless up. I mean, yeah, like he, (laughs) I can't believe you want to talk about news from like 2015. (laughs) All right, keep going, keep going. He what? I I don't remember. I don't remember what I was going to say. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice the cotton in the. Yeah. When he's walking out. uh, Shirt pocket. Yeah. He's got it in his shirt pocket. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I mean, like, dude, you got to, you got to kind of, I mean, appreciate the absurdity Mm -hmm. of the entire thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so it this the absurdity of this reminds me a little bit of the absurdity of all the shit that went on with Justin Roiland, which we're not gonna talk about much in, in here yeah. at all. But I do want to mention that Justin Roiland stepped down from Squanch. He was fired right. from all things and he will not be returning. This is just absurd shit, right? He's not going to be returning as any of the cast members for Rick and Morty or or any of the other shows that he has been producing and voicing uh, for the past fucking eight years or so. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah. That dude got full flex canceled. Full. Full canceled. And his, his trial's still not complete. It's not. Yeah. No. I don't know if uh, this was something that he did on his own volition or if this is something that uh, he's maybe was threatened with some other things. And so he's like, you have a choice yeah, about how you want to go out on this. My, I think it's safe to say that everything that he's involved in is pretty much going to die. A hundred percent. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, there there's some really good like Rick Sanchez impersonators out there, right? It's a real fucking easy thing to impersonate a voice of a character. But that motherfucker gets drunk in the booth and ad libs half the show. I think that's probably why there's no there's no way any of this stuff can continue. Yeah. Because the the meta humor that he injects into everything that he does 
that's not something that you can really really write you know what yeah. i mean and then so go ahead go ahead yeah so i mean like what i'm what i'm i guess the the way i wanted to end that is that there's i don't think there's anybody who's going to be able to go in there and just kind of recreate that kind of energy that he has mm -hmm. or that kind of humor mm -hmm. and at that point like the the shows are just going to stop being what they were yeah i i tried to buy um high on life as a physical copy it's nowhere on amazon anymore it doesn't, there never was a physical. Oh, movie. okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I was, I, I freaked out. I saw the news and I was like, after he, it was the day after he stepped down from Squatch games, I yes. looked up and I was like, I, I told Janet that morning. I was like, I, I got up early cause I, I saw the news and I was like, well, let me, let me do some shit later on that day. I'm like, let me, let me buy it. I was like, there's no physical copies. What the fuck is going on? Um, I thought they just, I thought they just burned his whole fucking life away. Um, <clears throat> not yet. Not yet, I, but it's about to. Probably. I don't know if they were ever thinking about making a physical copy of High on Life, but mm -hmm. at this point, there probably never will be because of this. So the only way to really keep it is you probably have to download like a, a pirated copy of the game. Yeah. That's the only way it'll be able to stay. Otherwise, like after all these agreements are done um, with like Microsoft and game pass. There's a, there's a possibility that they're going to just drop it. They're not going to yeah. bother with it. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. It's, it's real. It's stupid. It's super early days for this kind of stuff. So we have no idea what's going to happen. Microsoft been, they've been doing a lot of good shit lately though. Sort of. Yeah. No, oh, hey, is that a segue? No, a segue? yeah. Sort of, yeah. I want to get into like their, their big uh, Xbox developer direct that they just they pumped out. Um Yeah, they it was it was it was decent. It was very decent for yeah. uh for Microsoft. Their output has been a little weird for twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three, hey man, you know, they did a they did they did a good. They yeah. did a good. We 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 had mentioned it uh in our last podcast or maybe the podcast before. Um, when when they released the schedule and the things that they were going to talk about, and I was like, this seems kind of fucking sus. Like it it doesn't seem like uh, uh, direct worthy. But honestly, going back and looking at the games, they look like they're fucking pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. There, there wasn't a whole bunch that um, I think really spoke to me, mm -hmm. but everything that they showed off seemed high quality. So that's that's good. It's good. And let's fucking roll into it then. Then hell yeah, let's go. So the first game that they shut off was uh, Minecraft Legends, which is is this a, just a fucking action RPG based around like the Minecraft? I wish <clears throat> that would have been cool. This is a PvP Minecraft game. Oh, is this like League of Legends? I don't think it's like League of no. Legends. It's it's a little bit of base building, um, like tower defense, because you're setting up traps. So um, the way that they described it in the direct is everybody starts off, and then it's just like a mad rush to go gather some resources. Mm -hmm. So as you gather resources, then you're able to like build walls, you're able to build traps. So instead of, I guess, the normal 
Minecraft, I guess, style of building, it seems like you're going to have like these uh, like prefab kind of structures that you can build in order to like build out your base. Okay. And then you have other people who are just going to try and tear your shit down. Okay. That's, that's kind of what it sounds like. So it, it, so when I was watching the, the, the trailer, I mean, it just looked like a fucking, like I said, like an action RPG, but with the mm-hmm. PVP aspect, this more feels like, um, almost like if you were actually down camera down, controlling a character in an RTS, like Warcraft three doing the PVP shit and building your bases and doing all that other stuff. It seems mm-hmm. kind of fucking neat. I like it actually looked cool. It yeah, looked cool. It, it does. It doesn't look too cartoony. It doesn't look too shitty. Um, I, I kind of fucking like it. I I do too. I just I don't think, I don't think I would ever be able to find enough people and and time to to actually get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I, the un, that's I, the unfortunate thing. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, because like, I'm not gonna play it like at all. Uh, I'm. I'm not into Minecraft. I like that. I like what Minecraft does. I like watching people play Minecraft, but I just don't yeah. have the time to fuck with it. Um, if, I I didn't, if I didn't have a full-time job and I wasn't like doing podcasts and like <laughs> art shit on the side, oh. then yeah, probably. <laughs> don't you know. blame the podcast for you no, not being saying. able to do I, Minecraft. I, Legends, dude. That's true. If I, if I didn't have friends and I didn't have a wife and I wasn't really living uh, as my best self, uh, yeah, probably, you know, alienate myself to a basement. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding for all my Minecraft fans out there. All two of you. Um, wow. Just kidding. Minecraft to be fair, dope. they probably couldn't, they, they probably couldn't get past the age gate restriction. On Ooh, this video. got them. They even wanted to. Got them. Got them. Got their asses. You fuck. You fuck nerds. Little fucking kids. <laughs> we Go did get kids, but we got something for adults. This next one. Fucking dude. I was watching this shit. Uh, the Forza trailer. Like holy Yo, shit! It dog. looks really. They're good, fucking. Dude. What? What they say? Fucking three hundred cars or two hundred cars or five? It was something like that. It's it a was lot a of fucking hundreds. Amount of cars. I think yeah. it was like five hundred. I thought it was five hundred. And there's twenty That's environments, been... so twenty different tracks, yeah. and they have day and night time. They have weather effects. There's fucking heat on the course. It changes the way that your tires grip. So if it's a really hot day. Your tires are really grippy. If it's not very hot and you can't get a lot of heat on your tires, they're not very grippy. Mm. Your tires also run out when it's also very hot and grippy. Like all these crazy fucking aspects that they brought into it. The fucking ray tracing looks sick as fuck. The fact that it does, uh, the, the cities give off a fucking glow in the background. Every single fucking person in the stand is a rendered 3d model that animates and stuff and reacts to how the fucking this game is wild. I've never wanted to play a Forza game, but I want to play this because it's 4K, 120 FPS. Fucking all of all of the cars have uh, crazy amounts of physics to them, like uh, damage, collision, dirt, yeah. uh, weathering, just wild shit that you would not expect in a game like this. And they threw it all in there. I, I want to say that the Gran Turismo series that Sony puts out, mm-hmm. it, it has something to do with their agreements with the car manufacturers. But from what I can remember, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't looked into seven too much, but they say that because of their agreements with the, with the brands, they're not allowed to show them in like any kind of like real destructive state. Yep. And it seems like 
Forza Motorsports kind of like lean into the whole like realism thing. Mm-hmm. They also talked about how like like dirt dirt can like pile on to like the nooks and crannies of like the of the car itself yeah. and just kind of build up yep. and whatever. That that's amazing. It's so crazy. It's so fucking it's so crazy. crazy. Though the only unfortunate thing about this is we were hoping to get a release date for Forza Motorsport because we were hoping that this was going to be sometime in the first half of 2023. Unfortunately, they couldn't commit to a date. So the only thing they committed to was this year. It makes sense. I mean, even even the 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 wildest stuff that I did not expect them to do was 3D rendering audio. So like audio uh, reflects off of environments around you and the 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 shit that you change on your car. So like in this case, in the in the clip, you can see they put a blower on this fucking car. It changes the way the car sounds. If you put a super, like, any any type of fucking shit, you have a new muffler, your car sounds totally different. And when it's in a tighter area with walls around you and shit, it sounds different. Everything sounds different. Open air, the the fucking, everything affects the sound. Like, dude, this, they brought in, like, the craziest fucking engineers for, like, everything on this game. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. The gameplay could suck and I would still buy this just to like <laughs> fucking hang out. Like no shit. This looks crazy as hell. Or just spend the dollar and get your, get yourself a game pass ultimate for one <laughs> month. There you true. go. That's true. Yeah. Fuck around with it for a month. Uh, find out if you like it or not. Yep. Um, they still get money. They get that whole yeah, dollar. Do. That so. whole dollar, dude. That's a, that's a, that's a, what do you call it? A, it's a McDouble. It is. It, I think. No. No, the double cheeseburger now is two Ooh. something. Yeah, I, I know this only because I left the gym yesterday and I was hungry as fuck. I had a, a double quarter pounder and a double cheeseburger and some fries and some nuggets. Ah damn, dude. Ah <laughs> damn. You should have you should have fucked with the you should have fucked with the McDonald's app uh, last year. Mm-hmm. They switched oh, up God, their stuff so good back last in the day. year. Because they, they were just like, yo, you want a Big Mac? Buy one, get one free, bitch. Same yep. thing with Quarter Pounders. Yeah. Like, they were doing that all the damn time. Dude, I used to oh, do it bro. for um, the Egg White Delight in the morning on the way to work. It was always buy one, get one free. And I just had it I, every morning, dude. I I do I get two Egg White Delights and a fucking hash brown. Yeah. Damn. So much protein, uh, potassium from the potatoes. I don't know. It's, it also tastes pretty good. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I don't Holy know. shit. Before the dude, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this next game too. I, I've seen people have already been playing it or something. Uh, yeah. What is it? Hi-Fi Rush? Hi-Fi this- Rush. This was their surprise drop from the uh, developer direct. They actually did a shadow drop when they announced because this wasn't on the schedule. Yeah. <clears throat> wasn't on the schedule. And... Um, you probably don't know this, but we actually have a we have a really nice preview up of Hi-Fi Rush on our channel. It's doing really good. Hell yeah, it's doing really good. Hell yeah, yeah. This game it's is fucking insane looking. Fantastic game. It's fantastic. Is it is it rhythm based? Because it looks oh, rhythm based. Yes, okay. it's rhythm based. But to be to be fair, like if you put this uh if you put this like on an easy mode, like you probably you probably wouldn't even notice hmm. that it was rhythm based or not. The combat it's, looks sick as fuck. The animations oh, so are sick. The animations are fantastic. It's 
there's got there's so much character in the game so much character this caught me off guard i it just came out of fucking nowhere i mean everything about it looks it this motherfucker like the 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 quality of the animations this could be a fucking movie like yeah it's good like so i i went i went so far as to try to figure out which which sections of the game were actually uh movies mm-hmm. like actual movie files that they played versus what was actually real mm. and most of the stuff like i only i've only played through the first three hours or so but the the stuff that i've played through nearly all of it was in game damn it's super high quality it looks really damn good at 4k it looks amazing amazing this you know why this thing looks so good it, it reminds me of like in uh enter the spider-verse or whatever that fucking miles morales movie that came out like mm-hmm. a couple years ago it's like that it's like that fucking real sick ass fucking cell shaded look also the fact that the the makers of evil within and evil within <laughs> 2 made this game kind of blows me away uh because this is not inside of their wheelhouse of a game to not make. not even close not even close not it's just close. like they were like let's fuck around and make some badass shit uh and so they did and they did yeah. they did it's a it's a super short game uh from what i've heard it's it's about six to seven hours if you just kind of play straight through it mm-hmm. maybe 10 to 15 if you like try to do everything that's there you know try to download not download but purchase you know all of the all of the combos all of the you know the the upgrades and whatever but outside of that, like, it's just, it's, it's a really solid game. It's super quick, too. So, you know, you go from fight to fight to fight to fight. You get uh, these little cutscenes. It's actually, it's really ro- uh, well-written. Um, pretty hilarious. Uh, just a lot of just gags and uh, just comedy throughout the entire thing. It's so good. The voice acting is really good as well. Oh, It's okay. really good. That's good. That's so, good to hear. It's it's fun when a game doesn't take itself so fucking seriously, and it, it yeah. Because this reminds me of like what I would want to play when I was like a teenager, fucking hanging out eating a bowl of fucking Cheerios or something. Like this is Saturday morning fucking cartoon type of shit. It the, really is. Yeah. The whole the whole time the whole yeah. time it's so goddamn good. Fuck, dude! I can, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. Uh, all right. We got it's next? relatively cheap. It's only thirty bucks. Oh, that's cheap as fuck, dude. Do you get this yeah. on Game Pass as well? Yep, yeah, it's free for it's free on Game Pass. Damn, I mean Game Pass is like Game Pass fucks. Like it's it's getting. I'm, I gotta stop saying that. I gotta stop saying everything fucks because now everything fucks, and I just don't have like a good statement of what things are good or not. But Game Pass is, so is good. If everything fucks, like how do you how do you separate it from the rest? Yeah, so I'm saying like I guess a very few things in my life don't fuck. So, I guess. So let's say let's say let's say that everything fucked. Okay. What fucks harder than? Than everything fucking. What's the thing that fucks the hardest? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's not me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I got nothing either. Yeah. If I, if I if I think of something witty, I'll I'll swing back to it. Oh yeah. We got um. They they also showed off uh the new ESO uh shit. It's like some yeah. necro something another ne- necrom or something like yeah, that. Yeah, necrom. Um, looks cool. It looks cool. I just haven't paid attention to anything involving Elder Scrolls Online. Me either, dude. 
they talked about they talked about that they have they said that they every every year they release a um a content drop i forget what they call it i think they call it chapters or something like that i don't i don't fucking remember but they say they have up to 20 right now god dang and from the way i think that elder scrolls online is set up that these chapters are kind of like self-contained where you just got you go to like different different sections of uh, i think the uh i think the the landmass is called Tamriel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So each of the different chapters are like a specific chunk of Tamriel um, that you go in and kind of like, you know, experience the story, do the, do the quests and whatnot. And then you can jump over to, uh, to the, to the next stuff if you want. Okay. It's, I, I can't really say too much about it. I haven't paid attention to any of this since I think it originally launched and it was just kind of like, meh, uh, from what I heard uh, from back then, but I mean, if you're into like the Elder Scrolls stuff, like this is this is probably your shit. Yeah, it looks it looks real sick. It looks real dark. There's a lot of demons. There's some fucking tentacle things. Uh, I, I'm imagining there there's like some necromancy shit just based on the name. Um, the magic looks fucking cool. I I know these trailers are like not indicative of like what the actual gameplay is like. Very similar to yeah. like World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, and stuff like that. Um. I, I again I haven't looked at Elder Scrolls um since the beta, like when it first launched. Uh I yeah. logged into the beta and I was like, This sucks. And then I logged out. Uh I just wasn't into it. I didn't like the way that it looked. I didn't like the way that the character moved. Yeah. Uh, and I just gave it up. I never gave it another shot. They had one chance with me and they fucked it up. Um because of my particular taste. Not saying that Elder Scrolls is bad or anything. It just it didn't click with me. Um, and so I've never looked at it again. Uh, however, this trailer being like as dark and creepy as it is reminds me of like a, a good horror game or like even a horror movie with, um, you know, some cosmic horror type of stuff. And I'm really fucking into that. I really fucking like cosmic horror. I love the color purple, um, you know, room 1408, uh, fucking, uh, what is that movie with, uh, the, the guy from the matrix where he's on a spaceship and shit. And it's all oh, fucked Event up. Horizon. Event Horizon. Yeah. Uh, Pandorum. All of that stuff. Uh, love that type of shit. And so this kind of like looks like that, but in high fantasy format. So uh, I won't give it yeah. a shot. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking play it. I'm not even going to pretend. Uh, but if it was like a single player type of game uh, with this type of uh, aesthetic, I'd probably I'd probably play it, to be honest. I, I think they said that you can, you can uh, do single player. Mm-hmm. You can do it solo if you want. Uh, I, I don't know how, I don't know how valid that, that statement is though. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Cause the one I, thing I do, the only th- other thing that I remember from the, uh, from their developer direct is they did say that for, I think for a limited time, you won't have to purchase any of the extra chapters. I think they do the same thing like they do with, um, world of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Although to be fair, I don't know. Cause like once they, they, they uh they remove the paywall from for older expansions, right? Like once a new expansion comes out. Yes, it's just baked into the game at that point. Right. So I don't think Elder Scrolls Online works exactly in that way, but currently they have the the twenty chapters that are currently available in the game. I think are able to be uh, played through right now. They're doing like some sort of like limited time event. Oh, that's where cool. You can kind of experience the the rest of the stuff if you haven't already. 
I think I think MMOs kind of suffer from uh, un, unusable content uh, becoming an issue. Um, and, and then World of Warcraft just recently did a thing where they just uh, make it all available to you if you're not max level. And I think that's fucking sick. Uh, so you can just pick a chapter and just play through it. I think if Elder Scrolls or like Final Fantasy or something like that did that, it could make player base, uh, you know, uh, go up a little bit. But I, I would imagine uh, that type of technology is kind of fucking hard to write when you have to rewrite your entire game. Uh, almost. No, 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, and the last game they showed off was Redfall, which is a... yeah vampire survival first person open world game right something yeah something like that oh shit my, my got a frog in my throat <laughs> <laughs> sounds like i've been smoking for like three years hell yeah so this this <clears throat> the art style i like in this game a lot i thought it was really neat uh it reminds yeah, me of like um, borderlands <clears throat> a little bit but less less cell shaded so it doesn't take itself it's light it's airy filling looks a little floaty um what i didn't like in this is how they portray vampires because they seem really fucking easy to kill and i i didn't like the art the art aesthetic for the vampires either yeah um they got these giant fucking hands it's fucking weird yeah the the original whenever they they first did the release for redfall uh a few months back it 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 seemed like a little bit of uh left for dead because, you know, they the way that they wanted to, to show it off is you get three other people and you can go in and, you know, clear vampires out, right? But what they're telling us now is that this is a little bit more Far Cry-ish. So think about like a like an open world where you have like a main kind of campaign story that you play through and then there's a whole bunch of like side content that you can also do. Hmm. They they even did some sort of um, reference to something about like um, they wow. have a they have a, a mechanic where you have to destroy like a heart. So I think these hearts are kind of like the the source of these vampires or some shit like that or some you know some kind of like enemy spawn. Yeah, and by destroying it you basically cleanse the map you know what i mean oh okay okay this is also in a kind of similar vein to uh state of decay which is also a microsoft game state of decay is a zombie a zombie game where you kind of like set up shop at like some uh some safe house you recruit survivors and then you know, go out and get gather resources and clear out zombies. And they also have like a heart mechanic where you have to go in and destroy the heart. And essentially it cleanses like the area. And I think in order to progress through the, the map, you have to destroy a certain number of hearts and then you can kind of like win or whatever. So that, that I was, that was weird to see that um, thrown in there. So they essentially, I guess it feels like recycled uh, game mechanics inside of a different, that's that's really my that's really my concern. Like, I think it would have been pretty cool if it was like a Left for Dead kind of game. You know, if you have like these really, really like tight um, maps yep. with you know expertly placed um, you know, enemies. And yeah, and you have the objectives that you have to reach as a team, and it has like some sort of like AI director 
that, you know, throws enemies at you, throws like, you know, the special monsters or whatever. That seemed like it would have been cool. This can run into the issue that a lot of Far Cry games and a lot of open world games have where you have like maybe six, a half a dozen or a dozen different type of side side missions that you can have. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a repetition of all that just yeah. in a different area. Like, oh, no, like there's there the zombies or whatever have taken over and they're, you know, citizens are are held hostage. Go go kill them and free the, you know, free the citizens or whatever. Yeah. You see that pop up like three or four times. and You're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. You yeah. Know? It's the same as like uh, missions in like the old Spider-Man games. Like it, it's just that over and over and over again. The yeah. Arkham series. It's just that over. And over. Oh, no, there's a new gang. Go bust them up. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel rewarding unless you're like farming XP or some shit. I do like that the the game when when you complete objectives in here sends like a big boss at you that like tries to fuck you up, but none of this looks from at least from the 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 gameplay, it none of it looks challenging. Um yeah, even the like they didn't even show, it would have been nice to see maybe a a long play of what actually is happening. Cause it just seems like I'm going in a house. It's kind of spooky. Oh no. Vampire shoot it a couple of times. Yeah. They're dead. And it, you know, and even to say it's spooky is putting it light because everything's well fucking lit. It's like too well lit. And there's a, like yeah. your character, like your player character has like a lot of tech advantages. Like one of the characters can go invisible and like stealth past shit, which seems fucking yeah. ridiculous. Um, Oh, and again, I'm saying this in a game that has fucking vampires and vampires are taken to the city and they put hearts and hearts spawn things. And there's extra dimensions that you go through to like understand what the vampires are doing. <laughs> the robot technology stuff is really fucking off putting to me. Really fucking off putting. I want, we'll, we'll, yeah, I want fucking hordes of, uh, not vampires, but, uh, you know, like when vampires like turn people, but they don't make them a vampire. They turn them into like some like zombie ass bullshit. I want hordes oh, yeah. of that shit inside of this game. That would have like, been cool. Yeah. I want to be inside yeah. of this warehouse and I alert something and it's just like, there's 600 of these motherfuckers running at you. Good luck. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's I want to feel empty. panicked. Yeah. It is super fucking empty. empty. Yeah. And, uh, and the clip we're showing is just like, yo, there's like three of these clown looking motherfuckers. You just got to <laughs> kill them. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, we save the citizen, Woo. and then we leave. Yeah, I just yeah. I, none of this looks like panic-inducing to me. And when I think about vampires and zombies and shit like that, and like Left for Dead, and like you know the the top tier games that you're gonna like, uh, kind of compare this to, uh, those induce a lot of fucking panic, and and a, and you have to communicate a lot, um, to get through all those games. And this just doesn't feel that way. Uh, that kind sure of doesn't sure doesn't and it's kind of a shame because uh the 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 company behind it the developers arcane mm-hmm. i think these are the this is arcane from austin you know they've done some cool stuff kind of like um the only one that i can remember well so they did uh death loop which i haven't played yet which i've heard is it's got a decent uh gameplay loop um but they also did prey i love i fucking love prey Praise like um it's a sci-fi like sci-fi horror it's like it's it's straight up like in the 
event horizon type of bullshit, oh, you know, you know, you're in space, you know, some shit's going on Oh, in the, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it for people who haven't played, but the first, the first five, 10 minutes is such, it's such like a, ah, man, I, I own this game and I have not to... played it. What I would do is I would go through, I would go through like the first do the, like the first 30 minutes. Just load it up and just experience the first 30 minutes. The first 30 minutes is just like an introduction. Mm. But the introduction, the way that it kind of peels back um, the the goings on. Mm -hmm. and, it, and again, like none of this stuff really gets resolved or revealed until <clears throat> closer to the end of the game. But the first 30 minutes after the, after kind of like the, um, the gloves off moment, you're just like, Fuck, that was really good. I fucking loved that. I fucking loved what I just went through. And that hooked me into the game. Okay. And I played I played the entirety of, of it. Uh it was really good. Really good. So, you know, with that with that kind of pedigree with the the, the games that they've been able to develop, there's a lot of hope for, for Redfall. I don't necessarily believe the hype. But I don't we'll even say, understand hey, I don't understand the hype. To be honest, I don't I don't get it at all. I, don't really, I, I it's weird because I think it's it's a little bit of mix of what I think what it might have been, and then who was developing this game, mm -hmm. and I think people are just kind of using that to kind of you know kind of keep the hype train rolling. But yeah. to me, it it just doesn't it doesn't feel compelling. You know what this is. You know, this what? this to me looks like uh, what is that fucking game from Bungie that like people it's that first person uh, MMO shooter oh, game Destiny? Destiny Destiny this looks like Destiny style bullshit mixed with Left 4 Dead plus like those open world games you were talking about like this if I was a Destiny player and I wanted something that's a little bit more pick up and play I'd probably play this well if you're subscribed to Game Pass you will be. So you don't have to worry about spending the money on it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you can just you can hop on and be like, eh, and then hop off. Yeah, and just be done, be done with and it. Just be done with it, man. Just be done. Fucking Game Pass has got a lot of cool shit going on, though. I, yeah, they do. I I really need to hook my Xbox up. <laughs> Probably should. Yeah. And not and not play it because that's that's kind of the uh, trend right now, but. One of the good things, though, about about Game Pass, if you at least get the ultimate subscription, mm -hmm. a good chunk of their games are PC as well. So mm. you'll be able just to just to download them on your PC and play. If you're okay. if you're not the kind of person that can hop on your Xbox, download it, and play there, hook up a hook up an Xbox controller, help hook up a DualShock controller. And just download it using Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Just play like that's what I've been doing. The uh, well, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but yeah, uh, let's you know what? let's go into it. We'll okay. we'll go ahead and okay. uh, talk about Game Pass. So they they released the first half, and I think we we talked about the first half of the Game Pass games uh, in our last episode. Mm -hmm. They revealed the second half, and it was it starts off with Hi Fi Rush. So yeah, you know January twenty fifth is when they had the developer direct. Hi-Fi Rush dropped same day, bam. So console and PC, I don't know if it's part of the it's part of their cloud lineup, but 
I wouldn't see why not. So yeah, download it there. I played it on PC. There's, it's not a heavy game by any means. So you should be able to get, you know, 60 frames and, and have an enjoyable experience. Okay. So that's Hi-Fi Rush. And then I was, I think it was a day later. It was supposed to release on the 27th, but I think it dropped on the 26th. Yeah, and that's it dropped Golden a day Eye. early. I was pissed. GoldenEye 007. Yeah. I can't believe and I was pissed it, that they dropped a day early, by the way. It's, it's a fucking stupid thing to be upset about. Well, you know, so there's there's a lot of things to be upset about when it comes to GoldenEye. <laughs> so GoldenEye dropped on the 26th for yeah. both Xbox on your Game Pass. You can't play it on PC. You can play it through the cloud, which I did. Uh, the first time I've ever really tried Xbox Cloud. Mm-hmm. looks like garbage it plays fine it plays fine but the image quality is shit it's absolutely shit it looks like a terrible youtube video it looks like a terrible youtube video i could not stand it i could not stand it it looks terrible on my on my monitor yeah you were saying it looked like um, some fucking 240p bullshit when you were yeah it looks it. it looks terrible it looks terrible i i don't i don't i don't understand but um so and then also dropped on Nintendo Switch Online. So if you have the Nintendo Switch Online plus the expansion pass, which is like the you know the the uh, the more expensive tier for Nintendo Switch Online, you can play it there. Mm-hmm. And um, we might as well just talk about it. Um, so Golden Eye 007 for Xbox contains a modern control scheme, so it plays just like any kind of first-person shooter that you've God, played damn. in the you know in the last ten years. And it's supposed to have like 4K uh, upscaling. rendering, yeah. upscaling, which, to be honest, doesn't look doesn't look very good. Doesn't look very good. In fact, to introduce the upscaling, they 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 have they have artifacts because of that as well. A lot of that stuff gets hidden on the Nintendo Switch Online mm-hmm. this version, believe it or not. But it, so it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I mean, you know, like. The textures on the enemy characters, like they look fine. It doesn't increase the the amount of polygons that you know each character has. It doesn't doesn't fix just kind of like the weirdish auto auto aim. So like if you're you know you don't shoot straight ahead. If there's an enemy nearby, you're gonna see your weapon just kind of like float over and just kind of shoot them. That doesn't fix that. It doesn't do any of that. It's basically the same damn game. Looks a little bit sharper while also having some graphical defects because of the, I guess, the upscaling uh, that they used. The Nintendo Switch Online version is not 4K rendered. It is not. It's not, but it looks actually decent. Yes. It it kind of hides all of the graphical defects that the Xbox version has, and I actually like the way that one looks better. In handheld mode, it looks like you would expect it to look from a 64. Like it's not yeah. bad and it has widescreen so you can just yep. turn widescreen on. So 16 by nine. The downside is the only way to <laughs> use the controller that people are finding without doing a shitload of manipulation of your controller scheme is to take your left and right controller and swap them <laughs> and Basically. play like that. That's the yeah. only way that it plays like a fucking modern shooter. They did not introduce a new control scheme. They These are not. the exact same control schemes from the original Nintendo 64. And they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they do suck. In I, fact, like the the fact that you have to shoot with the left trigger, uh, I I couldn't. I tried to play it just as it was, like on a pro controller. I was like spinning in circles. I was 
I was staring at the sky. I was staring at the floor. Yep. I had no idea what I was fucking doing. <laughs> no idea. I fucking hate it. I and it blows my mind. I I I have so many good memories of this game. And then when I played it, I was like, this game is fucking terrible. To even get to the controller scheme, you have to start a fucking campaign mission and then go to the controller scheme and then change it and then get out of the fucking game. Go to your primary controller settings, manipulate that controller setting, then go back to the game and then you can fucking play. It's bad. It is bad. It's really bad. So if you're just trying to pick up and play, it sucks. Uh, it sucks. Because we, we were talking about going uh, to a casual. Oh, no. Stop. Stop what you're doing right there. <clears throat> so I was supposed to install the software for Wavelink. And it was supposed to fix the disconnection issues for the XLR. Yeah. I just got disconnected. Oh, shit. Okay. You're back now. I've been hearing you this whole time. I know. I was talking about you. Oh. Like, I lost you. Oh, damn last thing i heard is like we're like casually we're going we're talking about going to uh a brewery to to compete in a fucking uh golden eye competition and launching golden eye i was like there's no way there's no fucking way way." i haven't so bad because they're doing it on the nintendo 64 and i was like dog i haven't touched a 64 controller since i was in high school yeah I'm out. Nope. No, that's not true. I, that's not true. We played a lot of GoldenEye in college, but still, like that was fucking damn near 20 years ago. Not doing this to myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not going there and I, getting stomped by like some 42-year-old fucking asshole with a fucking neck beard. Uh, or, I get you. Or we show up with mediocre skills and we shit on these people and get nothing out of it. I don't fucking know. Either way, okay. GoldenEye, uh, I, I thought I really wanted it. I didn't. Uh, feels bad. It does feel bad, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So go, go. it's available now. Go play a mediocre version. Or I think GoldenEye was always mediocre. It's yep. just that it was the best that we had on Nintendo 64. Mm. So go play it. If, if I'm being honest, like the Xbox version is probably the most playable. If you have uh, an Xbox One or a series console, just download it there. Uh, like the whole the whole thing, the whole release with GoldenEye is is super fucking weird. The fact that they didn't modernize any of it uh, other than the controls for the Xbox is weird as hell. Um, there's no way to purchase this. You either have to have Game Pass or you have to have purchased the digital version of Rare Replay. If you own the disc version of Rare Replay, you're shit out of luck. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you cannot play. That's so fucked, dude. That's it's so, so fucked. fucked. So yeah, who knows? There, there there's like st- there's like rumors that it's some sort of weird shit between Nintendo and I think MGM, who owns it or whoever the fuck owns the Bond license now. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird like everybody's being assholes about it, and so this is what we get. On the flip side, though, if you want like a real legit version of GoldenEye 007, there's actually a uh, Xbox 360 port that was actually modernized. That actually has like they actually um, I want to say that they use the original source code mm-hmm. to rebuild the entire game. But it was never released hmm. back in. There's like there's a whole shit. But uh, to uh, make a long story short. Microsoft hosted the game in their 
in their Xbox dev version of um, Xbox Live. So people who knew what they were doing, they downloaded it off of it. That version of the game was never meant to be released, but we have it now. So you either have to have a Xbox 360 dev console to install that game, or you can use an Xbox 360 emulator to play it there. Ooh. It looks really damn good. Ooh. Really damn good. Get fucked. Really damn good. That's you right. Know, speaking of ports, before we move on to the next game, we talked a little bit about uh, PT during uh, October. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was watching a TikTok video, and this guy loved PT so much and talks about like how expensive his uh, PS4 is because he's got PT on it. So he created a version of PT for iPhone. <laughs> so it's on the App Store. And it's just really? called PT, but it looks like what if PT was made in Roblox? <laughs> but it has all of the <laughs> audio files from the game. So it's still oh, spooky, no. but it looks so fucking stupid. And like the photos on the wall when you walk down the hallway are like like a child's coloring of like what their family might look like or like a picture of a fucking toilet. Like just weird shit that this motherfucker found just to put in place. Play it, dude. It's comical as shit. It is not scary at all. It is off-putting for sure. Um, fun okay. port. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna download it before <laughs> before it gets pulled down. Yeah, I did too. I was like, this shit is going to get pulled down so quick. I downloaded that shit so fast. I was like, there's no way this is here. the The icon for it does not look like what you would think. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what it is. A horror game about family. Yes. Hell yeah, David Higgins, my yep. man. So, all right. The next game that they uh, we we got coming out is RoboQuest on uh, January thirtieth, and it's yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a roguelite. It's like yeah. this roguelite type of game. This is uh, I I don't understand what previews are. Um, so it's a it's a mech based uh, roguelike uh, FPS, uh, but it's a game preview. So. I think right now the game is actually out in early access, and I guess you'll be able just to play it on your Xbox console if you really want to try it out for free until it gets released. But yeah, that's going to be coming on January 30th. Hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it looks neat. There's another, neat. you know, cartoony ass um, first shooter, shooter, roguelite, mech, mech FPS. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's got kind of like a cell shaded aesthetic as well. Yep. It's Borderlands, but brighter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not bad looking. Uh, Age of Empires 2, Definitive Edition, January 31st, cloud and console. That's right. I And that's probably like a, the cloud version of this. Uh, was it? Is it real time, real time strategy game or something yeah. like that? With with history. Um, <sighs> this next I, one. I hate saying this, I hate saying this name. Uh, Ink. Ulanati, Inkulan, Inkulanati, it's like Kaluminati, but with ink or something like that. Yeah, Inkluminati. Now this one, I I don't like the gameplay. This is a this is like a strategy game, um, where you like build out your, you build out troops or like, uh, you build units and then you send them into battle. Uh, it's like one on one. The only thing I do like, though, is the art aesthetic. They are mimicking uh, medieval uh, illumination artwork yeah. that you'd find in these, like, really old manuscripts from back in the day. That's yeah. super, that's super amazing. The gameplay, 
nah, I'm not, I'm not really a huge fan. Yeah, it's a, the art is fucking weird. Like, and I like the fact that it looks like a fucking manuscript that's rolled out on the fucking forest floor with like, you know, moss and grass and all this other shit. And then like a hand comes in to like paint shit. And it's fucking, they're, they're all about like the whole ink aspect. I don't think I'll play it, but it looks really fucking cool. It looks neat. I will yeah. say that. Uh, we got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. Um, yeah, JoJo fighting game. So, yeah. you know, if you're, I guess if you're a fan of the JoJo uh, anime, uh, you might enjoy it. I am indifferent. Yeah. January 31st, though, if you want to try it out, Cloud Console and PC. This looks like uh, if the dudes who... It's Bandai Namco, uh, but it looks like yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, but JoJo's Bizarre yeah. Adventure. Like, it, it looks like it came from the anime. Like it's, it's fucking good looking, but I'm not going to play it. Yeah. I'm not going to play it either. Yeah. Darkest dungeon, February 2nd, cloud console and PC. This game's been out fucking forever. Yeah, yeah um, it has Uh darkest dungeon. It's, um, it's a party based, uh, dungeon crawler type of game. Um, with a like unique mechanic that as you dive deeper into the dungeon, there's like a, um, what is it like? A, there's like a psychological thing. Uh, so your a companions, thing. yeah, your your uh, companions can uh, slowly start to lose their sanity. And I think if they completely go, if they completely lose their sanity, they die. Mm. So you try to go in as deep as you can um, and then escape before, you know, they go crazy. And then the uh, the game revolves around you kind of managing the sanity of all your companions um, hiring new companions, letting your old companions rest and whatnot. It's it's kind of cool. I mean, I like the art aesthetic for for the game itself. I, I wasn't too I wasn't too into the gameplay though, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I've always avoided it. Uh, I've heard that it's uh, kind of a tough game, and uh, it can be. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those games that has uh, permanent death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I've I've always felt weird about having a permanent death kind of mechanic in any of the games that I play because it maybe it's like a FOMO type of thing that I just can't handle when it comes to gameplay. But yeah, yeah. it's the same reason that I uh, like old Fire Emblem games. I played on easy mode if I could because yeah. I I could not uh, deal with my characters dying very specifically because of uh, in Final Fantasy Tactics if your character dies on the battlefield and you don't revive them before the battle ends or before their timer ticks out. So they get like three turns, three of their turns. And if it's a very fast character, so like a ninja or something and you can't get to them and their turns in, they turn into a crystal or a loot chest and the enemy can collect it or you can collect it. And that person is just gone forever. You never get them back. I lost a primary character in the game, uh, agraries. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't think she was very good. Uh, she gets fucking broken, <laughs> like end game. Uh, and uh, I remember beating the game without her, and one of my buddies told me about it. So I had to replay the game and keep her in my party and keep her alive. And because of that scenario, that very specific scenario when I was in high school, I will not play games with like permanent death instead of uh, RTS or RPGs. Yikes. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And we got a, a kind of a cool game, Grid Legends, February 2nd Cloud and EA play. Yeah, so the, it's this is weird. Like you have to um 
some games on Game Pass are through EA Play, which means you have to download the EA Play app in order mm. to play it. And I so the the website that I got this from uh, called out Grid Legends, but you can actually find Grid Legends on Game Pass right now. So I, I'm not too sure where this is coming from, mm. to be honest. Uh, the next one, though, isn't on Game Pass. Uh, it's Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year Edition. I kind of want to play the fuck out of this game. Yeah. Something about uh, Hot Wheels cars, you know, with the plastic fucking uh, tracks, uh, like rendered in very great detail in game. Kind of compelling. And I can't wait to play it when it drops on February 7th. That should be out on cloud console and PC. I, I like how surreal it looks because like the environments yeah. are like a library or like over top of like clouds in a fucking city between skyscrapers, like, you know, just wild shit. And there's also, if you've watched the hot wheels movie, the car of the, of the main character is a vehicle that you can drive in this game. Uh, Hot wheels movie. If you haven't watched it is unhinged as fuck. It's fucking, (laughs) it is full dog shit. Uh, I watched it. It was like a uh, a stream party type of thing that a, a streamer put together, and they just they watched it on their stream. Uh, real bad movie, but if you get a chance, watch it. Play the fucking game. It's on, like you said, it comes out February seventh. That's what's up. Yeah. But All Microsoft. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the L's. Yeah. We're gonna move on to the L's. <laughs> um. So, uh, Microsoft, kind of like. Every other tech company uh, at the start of uh, this month decided to lay off a whole shitload of people. They are laying off around 10,000 people, which is not part of not all of them are going to be part of the games division. I think from estimates they're they're saying it's going to be about about a thousand nine hundred or so people uh, from the Xbox division got laid off. The. The majority I want to say, well, maybe not the majority, but uh, a good chunk of people from the uh, three four three industries. Mm-hmm. Three four in three four three industries works on Halo, and Halo has been kind of struggle busting for a little bit. They've been trying to to right the ship since the uh, since the game came out uh, a couple of years back. Haven't really really gotten a foothold of their thing uh, as of yet. Although they did release their Forge mode, uh, which was the thing that a lot of people were hoping because oh, apparently right. they, they, they aren't able to create their own maps. People have been complaining about the amount of maps in Halo Infinite for a while. So now they're going to let players make the maps so you yeah. can play those. And I think that's what I think that's going to bring back a lot of fucking players to the Halo series. Uh, definitely the multiplayer stuff. Because uh, any time that a player can make their own like dick joke inside of a yeah. game, like, it's you know, it's going to be a hit. So we'll see. We'll see. The 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 problem with that, though, is the amount of people that got let go from 343 Industries had a lot of people wondering, like, yo, what's going to go on with Halo? Are they how many of these people uh, did they actually lay off? And we heard that I want to say that a lot of people who had been working on campaign stuff had been let go. And and so people were kind of kind of holding on to hope that there was going to be some sort of campaign expansion. Yeah. Because a lot of people had uh, complaints about the current expansion. I, I I didn't play through it. I didn't play through the campaign. Um. 
so people were hoping for some sort of like story-based expansion to come out. Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of different things coming out from uh, from Microsoft and 343. Like oh, like we we weren't we weren't working on you know expansion content or like we decided to shelve all the expansion content. Who who the fuck knows? Yeah. They just... they even they even had to come out with a tweet. It's like hey guys, like we're still working on Halo Infinite kind of kind of thing. Like they had to they had to put out a public statement to let people know like yo we're still working on Halo or something. So, I, I I think like my my issue with all of this, just like with all of the tech industry right now, like tech is like making fucking crazy money. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Like it it's been on fire in in a good way, uh, like NBA Jam type of way since the start of the pandemic. Tech is making hand over fist. Their profits are through the fucking roof. The people who uh, invested have never been happier. And if you didn't get to invest, all you have is FOMO. And these motherfuckers are coming out with like statements like, well, in the tech industry, we will have to get more efficient. It's not about everyone else doing more with less. We will have to do more with less. We will have to show our own productivity gains. And he's, he's trying to say that like, you know, it's okay that they're laying these people off and they're going to do all this. It's not these motherfuckers just want more money in these fat cats pockets. <laughs> fucking oh yeah yeah 100 like it's this is all it is yeah this is nothing more than right sizing uh which is a ceo term for making sure that investors have the most bang for their buck so they continue to invest so that the company stays afloat um and 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 any project and we we work on project scale type of stuff at, at companies we work at inside of tech um as projects start to like wane down or wax down or whatever the fucking term is, when they start to come to the end, everybody starts to worry about budget and where do people move and shift to. And you will see that a lot inside of these, these industries um, as their big projects or big endeavors start to hit or at the start yeah. of the year or the end of the year, they go, we didn't make as much money as we wanted to, or we're not going to make as much money as we want to. Um, we need to move motherfuckers around. To, to bigger budgets or just yep. completely shake these motherfuckers off like fleas <laughs> and just, and, and line our pockets and be good. Um, and so it, I feel like it's dirty business. Um, it's never going to stop. I mean, that's, that's the whole part of like capitalism, right? Like it's always going to be like this. So. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not even, it's not even just tech. Yeah. Uh, oil. Like we, we live yeah. <laughs> in the literal energy corridor of Texas and, yeah. That shit happens with oil all the time. Yeah. You know, oil, oil's low. Everybody's like, man, we're still making record profits, but we got to let all you motherfuckers go. Yeah. yeah. That's just and, how it is. Yeah. It's the same in uh, shipping and receiving and stuff like logistics business. Yeah. We have the biggest fucking port right down yeah. here in Texas uh, outside of Houston. And it is if anything gets fucking weird. These guys will just be like, Everything's shut down. We don't give a shit. Everybody's losing their jobs. All these companies are getting sold to Germany and we're fucking out, dude. Our pockets are full. We don't give a shit. Go eat a dick. Um, it, at the end of the day, it all comes down to money. Uh, and it sucks that Microsoft laid off 10,000 fucking people. And like you said, it was nine, only, 900 it was from only, Washington. Yeah. It was only 5% of their workforce. Yeah. Bro. It's only 5%. Like, that doesn't. To me, that Tell isn't. <laughs> yeah, it feels weird because you're displacing ten thousand people. Yep. 10, 000, and that yeah. what that does is puts a big because other companies look at when when big layoffs like this happen and they go, 
like ours right now where I work, we've been watching all these layoffs and we go, ooh, we can scoop people up. So we're like, we're interviewing PhD candidate or PhD level people from Google, Microsoft, Amazon, who've all been laid off and trying to bring them in as like user experience researchers and all kinds of wild shit because we're like, these are high, highly trained, uh, top of the top tier fucking industry level professionals. And you're going to see that from these guys too. Um, uh, companies are going to try to scoop them up. And unfortunately, these other companies that they're going to get scooped into do not offer those type of pay salaries that like Microsoft and everybody else offer. Right. And I think that's that's probably the that's probably the issue when it comes to stuff like this. Like it's it's a really good way to kind of like scoop the fat off the top mm-hmm. and come up with a really really easy way to say to say, "Hey guys, we can't afford you anymore. We gotta we gotta tighten the belt yep. up here." Mm-hmm. You know, so it's only caviar for the CEO every other day. Yeah. You know how fucked up that is? That's fucked up, dude. Find, if I don't get caviar up. and eggs every fucking morning, dude, I'm 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 livid. I'm out of fucking control. Yeah. Like this isn't a third world country. Mm-hmm. Like where the fuck do you think we work? Yeah. That's that like me rolling into a fucking NBA game and dude only hitting layups. What is this? The WNBA? Dude, I'm fucking out of here, dude. This is fucking bullshit. It's dunks all day or get the fuck out. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. This is it's, it's wild. crazy that you decided to, to use Just this dunk on to take, shot, to take shots to take shots. Well, because they can't dunk on you. I I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, one of my best friends growing up was uh, she, she is still a woman <laughs> and she ruined my life in basketball. So uh, I don't know what that says about me. Um, I am lesser than the people that I make fun of. So. There's well, that. hopefully, hopefully when people get to this part of the podcast, they leave a comment to let us know what kind of person they think you are. Yeah. Because that'll, yeah. be, that'll, that'll be fun to read. <laughs> Let's hope so. Dude. Oh, right. fuck. And then we got, so. we got, we got more stuff uh, recently from uh, Google, right? So like not Google Stadia, Google yeah. Stadia. It's done. It's done. It finally, it finally went offline. You can no longer play Stadia anymore. No longer play Stadia. The only thing people were curious, curious, curious about. The only thing they were curious about: what the fuck's going to happen to the controllers? Because the way that the controllers work for Stadia right now, you have to connect it to Wi-Fi. That's how it worked with the whole Stadia thing. You had to connect it to your Wi-Fi network. But apparently, it still has Bluetooth. It's just not usable in its current state. So, Google's been doing all kinds of crazy things that are positive from like a consumer standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yo, all those games that you purchased on this dead, on this dead software platform, we're going to reimburse you all that money. Fuck. Hey, remember that time that you bought the stadia package uh, with the Chromecast and a stadia controller? We're going to give you that money back. Cool. Right. Now you're left with this controller that's really useless for anything else other than Stadia. And Google's like, I got you, bro. So what you're going to do is you're going to hook this up to your computer and go to this website to activate the Bluetooth functionality. Solid. That's solid from, from Google to do. I like it. I like it. But caveat. You can only do this all the way through December 31st of 2023. After that, go fuck yourself. Which is 
a weird thing to do for like a piece of hardware. They couldn't release a just a tiny app that you download that you could keep on your goddamn computer, phone, your computer, anything. Phone, something so people could have to pass around to people in order to activate the Bluetooth mode in your Stadia controller so you could use it for other things. Yeah. So you could use it for Steam. You know, you could try to connect it to your Nintendo Switch. Is right? it a is it an X input type of controller? Like meaning like it, I believe so. God damn it, then you could use this to build a home arcade. You could use it for for basically anything that accepts a Bluetooth input. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they've decided that after December 31st, 2023, they don't give a shit anymore. For whatever reason. That means that at least the resale market of these controllers is valid until December. Dog, through the roof. Yeah. These These motherfucking things are getting expensive there is a wasabi colored controller super expensive right now it's this really light green color the only thing i think you could only purchase the controller itself right now they're selling for like 200 bucks oh my god that thing is beautiful and it's super expensive the only so they have three colors from what i can from what i can tell they have white uh they have night blue which is a super, super dark blue. It's almost black. Yeah. And then they have the wasabi color. So those three colors, from what I can tell, oh, the white is cheap. The, yeah. the night 30, blue. 37 for that one. The night blue is expensive because that was part of the founder's edition. So you had to be part of the, you had to uh, purchase a founder's pack in order to get that night blue. I think the wasabi was a, a limited uh, version of the controller that you could purchase by itself. The wasabi is expensive. The uh, night blue is about a hundred bucks and the white controller is like 30 bucks right now. Yeah. The, the new in box current bid on a wasabi controller on eBay, $172 and 19 cents. And there's a hour and 39 minutes left. Like you're like, oh, Googling, Googling. This motherfucker is beautiful color wise. Like it reminds me of the animal crossing edition stuff that came out from Nintendo. Like that, like kind of mint, but a little mm. bit lighter. Like it's so, yeah. it's so, it's such a good color. It's a really nice. I hate control. that I'm excited about it. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> uh, it has like really hey. nice yellow accents underneath the uh, control sticks too, which uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. are kind of popping. Really hey, good design. Um, I, I, I might bid on it. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't I blame you. It's got 20 bids on it. It's with an hour and 38 minutes left. So, uh, so let's see here. That's okay, kind of a so fucking weird thing though from Google though. It is. It is super weird. The fact that yeah. you can only do this, they're only going to allow you to switch over to Bluetooth mode for a year. Mm-hmm. And after that's done, those controllers are basically useless as, as anything else other than just yeah. a paperweight. Yeah. Now, from what I have heard, there are people on reddit that are attempting to create a standalone uh application that that is going to try to switch it over to bluetooth mode so that way you know your controller isn't useless so if for whatever reason you had it stashed in your closet because you got it for like six dollars or whatever and you forgot you know like like google was just throwing these things at people because they were trying to make stadia thing if you if you end up finding one of these things in your closet you know, like after December 31st, 
2023, then hopefully cross your fingers um, that if somebody is able to put an app out, then that controller won't be just useless. It won't be just junk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it means you can update it and sell it. Yep. So we'll see. Fucking so hell, I saw we'll, something that uh, maybe there's like an audio port or something like that on the fucking controller is like not going to work because of this or something. Did I, did I read that wrong? <sighs> Furthermore, wild he- wired headphones will no, will not work using the Google Stadia controller in Bluetooth mode. Those sons of bitches. I yeah. swear to God. Yeah. So they, I, they disable the audio port on the bottom of the controller to get the Bluetooth functionality. <laughs> It's super weird. It's super weird Stop how this is. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. That's the dumbest you, shit in the world. It's super dumb. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get how they could they could do all of these cool things for people who actually had purchased. They had spent their own money to get into the, the Stadia <laughs> ecosystem. And yeah. then they just like, they're just like, they, it's like a, it's a fucking sack tap. Yeah. Like yeah. on the way out the door. You know that what I mean? The thing's fucking weird, dude. I... God damn it, Google. God damn it. But that being said, you do have until December 31st. So if you're listening to this now, if you are aware and it's still just wrapped up tight, either mm-hmm. sell that motherfucker now or bust it open and update your controller yep. before you forget about it. Yep. I actually okay. do have a sealed white controller Ooh. that I got uh, not too long ago. I think I'm going to get all three. I think I'm going to try to get the uh, I'm trying to get Wasabi and the night blue in uh, what do you call it? Um, in sealed condition Ooh. Uh, to see to check it out. I don't know. I think maybe I'll make a video out of it or something like that. Yeah, that that might cool. be fun. Yeah. But otherwise, like uh, you can probably get a uh, just like the an open box for like super cheap. Yeah. Super cheap. You know, like putting, having this like sealed in boxes, probably not, not something that's worth it. You know what I mean? Just, uh, definitely just not for $200. Box. Definitely not. for yeah. $200. If you're not like a, a collector, like just fuck off with that shit. Yeah. Like these things were, these things were super fucking cheap. Like, uh, not too long ago. Hmm. Like you were able to, like, if you look at through the sold auctions, um, the pre-owned versions of these controllers, like even the Wasabi color, you were able to get those for like 20 bucks before, before they announced that they were going to enable Bluetooth on it because everybody thought they were going to be useless. So you were able to get them for like 20 bucks dog. Not anymore, but uh, Uh, you used to be able to. I was thinking the other day. Yeah. I was thinking the other day that I should have bought some, uh, just cause they, they, I mean, it's it's a good fucking controller and I, I like having extra controllers around the house. Uh, for like any purpose, um, or just backup controllers, right? Yeah. But like, cause this might, this might have a really good stick on it. It might have really good triggers. Who the fuck knows? Like maybe the button on the face feels really good. Uh, or maybe this is really good for like platformers. Maybe it has really tight, uh, directional controls, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't either. I should have done it whenever Google was like basically just giving, trying to give them away, trying to give them away. I did the same thing with the uh, the Steam controller um, back in the day. I bought uh, one of those the, motherfuckers for five bucks. Yeah, yeah. The Stream Deck, not the Steam Deck, the Stream the the Steam Stream Deck. I think yeah, that's what it's I got called. one. I got one of those for cheap too. Yeah. I wish I would have got a, a PS Vita TV. Dude, I was just, I was about to say the same thing. I 
I passed up. They were liquidating them at, eight, at GameStop for $5. And I was like, why the fuck would I need this? I don't, I don't, $5, what the fuck was I thinking? They sell for like 200 fucking dollars now. Yeah. I should have bought expensive. every fucking one of them in the store. There were like 10. I should have spent fucking $50, bought every fucking one of those fucking, oh, I'm, I'm retarded. Yeah. Yeah. Same way. Me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. Cause you're just so. like, oh, there's no way this is going to be good. And now they're hackable and you can load them with fucking, uh, any fucking PS Vita back type of game. So PS one, PS two, PS Vita, like yeah. just tons of fucking games. There's hacks on there to play fucking Game Boy Advance games and all kinds of shit. Super Nintendo, like, really fucked up. And all oh, it is is a plug and play console. There's no exactly. hard setup to it. It is exactly. literally just plug that bitch in, turn on your PS2 or PS PS3 controller, connect to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, DualShock Three. Yeah, makes me so, sad. Yeah, it makes me sad. I I I look them up every other month, and I just get more and more mad about how expensive they are. Like the, it, it'll be one and it's like covered in dust and it's like, yeah, we smoked around this thing a lot. It smells like cigarettes and cat shit, but it's a uh, $225. Uh, and it doesn't come with any of the original cords or controller. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I yeah. fucking, I'm so mad. <laughs> I don't, I'm so mad. Uh, uh, me too. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, but now I got a Steam Deck, so I don't need one. I can just put PS Vita games on there if I want to. I get you. I get yeah. you, man. I get you. Oh, well. Or I can oh, just yeah. hack my PS Vita because they just, uh, a new hack came out for the Vita. Yeah. Uh, that makes web-based. it, yeah, web-based uh, hack for it. Um, I need to look that up and see how it works. Uh, I think it's similar to like the old uh, Jailbreak Me website for, you know, uh, I all the way up to like iPhone four or five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the the ooh, what is it? Which is it? It is the PS. The PS four is like that. Mm-hmm. The PS four is like that. Um, so basically, uh, it's probably not as not as involved. I think with the PS four, but basically, what you do is you change your DNS setting. You change your DNS settings on the PS four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you open up your user manual or something like that. So what it does is it intercepts the, the web call, sends it to that uh, DNS uh, website server and you just run the hack. Oh, and yeah. And there you go. Your PS, your PS4 is now jailbroken, but it's not a, it's not a, what do you call it? Untethered. I think is what they call it. It's not an untethered jailbreak. So what happens is that if you restart your console, you have to re jailbreak it again. Oh, I think there is a there might be a method to do it permanently, but uh, I that might be a, way more involved. I just do the I just do the the un, the tethered one yeah, I don't the know Shaku or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, because like, you know, most of the time, if you're if you're constantly turning on and off your console, I could see that. But the PS4 has a really decent standby mode. So unless you like lose power or something like that, most of the time, like it, it works just fine. I have heard that there's some, there's some issues with the standby mode that sometimes you have to redo it, but it's super easy to do. And in Hmm. fact, you can actually download the, the hack yourself. And so if for whatever reason, these websites just go away, you can actually host it on your own web server locally and just access it through. That's sick as fuck, dude. That was the same way that the, um, there was a hack for the 3DS that they had like that uh, back in the day 
specifically mm. just for like the Pokemon games. So it was like really? L- Luma something, Luma something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you could just host it on your, your own computer. Uh, and, and you, you would, you, you put in like the Pokemon you wanted and all this other shit and it would just, uh, fucking load it right into your, your 3ds. And I thought that was sick as fuck. That was through uh QR codes. Yeah. That's I like, I, li- I like self-hosted hacks. It makes shit a lot fucking easier. And when, you know, shit fails and you have to format your whole machine, uh, you can go right back into no, I- what you had before. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Man, this has been this has been a, a pretty fun episode. We covered a lot of cool shit. I had a lot of fun. Uh got a little more buzz than I thought I was gonna get. <laughs> uh I I don't know, dude. This has been fun. Uh and it wasn't a lot of like news to cover. We I, I'm glad that we gushed over a little bit with the Xbox developer direct. Uh even though it was light. I just thought that it's they like released like, some fucking bangers in there and some, yeah. you know, some kind of, you know, uh, hit or miss type of games, but I just bought a Wasabi controller. Uh, did, you, so, did you win the vid? No, I didn't win the bid. Somebody, oh. somebody put it a buy it now for less than what's currently going for no on eBay. I mean, not too much less. It's, I don't want to say how much I spent. Okay, yeah. Don't say it's still, it's still, it's still three figures. Okay. Um, but fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Shit. Hell yeah. Um, it's a, it's a pretty fucking controller. And, and, yeah. and to be fair, like I haven't seen any console, uh, type of peripherals in that color ever in my entire life. So it's a, it's a beautiful color. Yeah. So, Oh, what was I going to say? I got, I got a little bit too excited to spend way too much money on a controller that I'm going <laughs> to stare at the box. I'm going to stare at the box at for the most part, probably. <laughs> um, set a, oh, yeah. set a reminder on your calendar. Uh, to update the Bluetooth before December. 100%. Yeah. What I was going to say is we, we haven't really talked too much about Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not had a lot of opportunity because 2022 was kind of a off year for, for Microsoft. Agreed. This is the, this is the first time in a while that we've had the ability to be excited for some of the stuff they, they put out. Now, to be fair, Xbox did release pentiment which is uh i think it's not on a similar vein as the inculinati inculinati which is it's a pentiment is a it's a i think it's like a action not it's not action it's an adventure game kind of like a point and click type of game kind of like not with a similar aesthetic but it revolves around kind of like medieval uh times or whatever the fuck and it's got a really, really solid art aesthetic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this game. Yeah. So Pentiment was, for some people, running for Game of the Year for them. But, you know, it's one of these smaller games. It's it's a weird kind of genre. Not a lot of people can really get excited for, for this kind of stuff because, you know, it's it's kind of like a point and click. You know, it's it's story driven. You have to move yourself around, talk to people, you know, go through dialogue trees and shit like that. So it's not going to appeal to everybody. Yeah. But it seems like what Microsoft is doing is that they're allowing their game studios to put out a lot of these smaller indie style games and it's really working out for them. And I hope they continue to push stuff like this. So I am very uh, positive about Xbox kind of like 2023 
and I'm hoping that they put out uh, more titles similar in vain to like Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment. Yep. So we'll see. So we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see what happens. I, I I like when indie indie game companies get to like yeah. uh, really mess around and just have a good fucking time and get their shit published because some of the some of the the total bangers that we've talked about recently, like that game that uh, where you just walk around and take pictures of shit uh, that you've been talking about a lot yeah, of the yeah, past yeah, yeah. like three podcasts. Oh, I forgot the name of it, but yeah, it was it was just a Tomo super, or a something. Tomo, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it was it was a chill game, man. It was yeah. a chill game, you know. Like you just run around, you know. You get your pictures. You you know you check off stuff, you know, for uh, your quests and things like that. And it was just it was just relaxing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's, there's a, no there's no real loss. There's really no way to lose. You just kind of you either you you get what you want out of it. You know, yeah. you can either go through, do the bare minimum, get to the end of the game and like, woohoo, I won. Or you can take the time out and do all of the side shit. You know, mm-hmm. you can talk to all of the characters. You can see kind of like what unique dialogue options they have. You can try to keep talking to them, see if you learn some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get immersed in the world. Yeah. And it I, was I, super, super awesome. I love that type of shit. I love being, yeah. because games to me sometimes are an experience. Uh, mm-hmm. So like God of War and stuff like that. And they're, they're uh, they're in, they leave an impression on me like uh uh near automata and near replicant or sometimes yeah. they're just a distraction and sometimes that's all you fucking need and that distraction can be very inviting and fun uh and engaging all at the same time with you know games like tomo and stuff like that right um and i and i think when you when you allow these uh these smaller groups to like develop games for your console and you support them um you you get to have these gems uh, very specifically like fucking um oh god what is his name video game donkey he's got his uh he's got a game coming out on his publishing platform and so oh, does yeah, uh yeah, gerard yeah. the completionist he's got a game coming out that was uh showcased at a game awards type of thing uh uh last year i heard very very good things about the about the game in fact uh who was it um the the dude who does no clip those documentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually had a YouTube video that he put out uh, with his thoughts about, you know, whether or not donkeys like, you know, the, the best equipped to be uh, acting as publisher for some of these, uh, for some of these games. But he was kind of torn because the game that donkey, let me, let, let me hold on. Uh, publishing. Let me, let's find the, let's find the name of the game. Um, and the reason because is apparently uh the at least the no clip dude he is all in on the game and so now he's kind of torn between uh you know loving the game and hoping that something good was going to come out of it and the fact that donkey is now acting as publisher for the game so he's happy that the game is going to get a little bit of shine but at the same time he's like i maybe i don't know if donkey's the best person to to be doing this but they're definitely going to have a lot of eyes on the game now, yeah. which is probably what the, uh, the um, no clip guy was hoping for uh, the game uh, and, in the first place. You donkey donkey, obviously he's very satirical, right? Like, so like very. he, he looks at games. He, he tries to break them as much as he can. He's clipping through shit. He's making games unrecognizable uh, to what they're supposed to be. Um, and then he, he makes commentary about it in like kind of a shitty way. But I think what Dunkey does is fucking hilarious. 
I know he's not like for everyone's taste, but he's a guy who's been involved in the industry for a very long fucking time. And he plays everything. This dude plays fucking all kinds of games nonstop. Yeah. It's his job. And he reviews them in a very weird manner. It's not like, you know, this game's a fucking five out of 10. This game's a six out of 10. He's, he showcases the bullshit of the game. And he's like, this also is kind of fucking fun. Uh, play it if you want to, you know, type of bullshit. Um, I did notice that he does, he's doing a lot more reviews on his channel mm-hmm. uh, than he did before. Yes. So I think he's he's trying to I think he's trying to balance himself out uh, to try to be seen as more of just like a serious re- not maybe not a serious reviewer but a a person who could still be dunky and still like put out a legit review. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of the game without you know devolving into like not like it's the new yeah. that game super, super mario, mario yeah 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 he, without that shit so yeah and it, it's cool that he's you know i don't think he's taking himself seriously but he does want to be uh, uh because he's got such a high view base right like he mm-hmm. probably wants to 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 i don't know put his line in the sand or something and be remembered for something other than just like bullshit commentary um with that being said, maybe. I think maybe maybe he is, you know, he's a little too funny or maybe he does think about things a little bit differently than like a CEO or a big corporation would. But what he does do, um, like you said, is bring eyes to games and yep. and eyes are more important. Publicity for games is more important than anything else. Good publicity, bad publicity doesn't fucking matter to an extent. Uh, you obviously want more good publicity than anything else. And mm-hmm. Dunkey has a very good way of presenting things. And I think when it's time for him to present this game and give it the light that it needs, it's going to be really good because he's not going to shit on it. There's no fucking way he's going to tank his publishing company for a game. So he's going to make no. this game look way better than it probably is. And that's good. Sort of. I think, I think, I don't, I don't think he's going to do it just in the hopes of uh, generating money for games that don't deserve it. Yeah, the name yeah. of the game is called Animal Well, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, Animal Well uh, by developer Shared Memory. So that's going to be the first big mode, which is Donkey's publishing company. From what I've heard so far, uh, like I said, Animal Well apparently is legit. So anything that Donkey, you know, goes on about as far as like praise it does seem that this game is deserving of it. Well, I get it. Well, I think it should be treated on a case by case basis uh, for sure. And for whatever reason, steam thinks that it's similar to Ghostwire Tokyo, as far as this is concerned, which is nowhere close to that. As yeah. far as uh Ghostwire Tokyo, this could be one of those things where it's a, so the name fucking description uh, explore dense interconnected labyrinth and un- unravel its many secrets. Connect items to manipulate your environment in surprising, meaningful ways. Encounter beautiful and unsettling creatures as you attempt to survive. That lurks in the dark. There is more than what you see. This, I, I they might be using Ghostwire Tokyo as kind of like a, a uh, analog to the yokai that oh. you go through and, and find. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Uh, Ghost, yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo is heavily steeped in uh, Japanese mythology. And one of the things that it did well, Ghostwire Tokyo at least, was 
kind of explaining like what these yokai are, like their personalities, what they're what they mean, why they appear the way they do, you know, etc. So if you were the kind of person who just enjoyed just these weird fucking like Japanese type of, you know, characters and whatnot, what was the um well the the fucking the uh Nidhog player at uh Magfest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 dude in the uh yokai outfit with the fucking uh paper on its face and shit, dude. See, uh it's a jumping zombie uh t- 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 Japanese let me ah oh, god damn it. Uh Young Jiangshi or something like that. Blah yeah. blah blah. I I think this is Chinese based. Um but anyways, it's uh it's a very specific type of like Chinese uh thing and they're zombies and so they can't move, so they hold their arms out and they just jump towards you. Mm. Like I remember watching uh not watching, but I played a lot of like really bootleg uh, old school Nintendo games mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. And I always wondered what the fuck these things were. Cause you would see, you see them pop up in like, uh, in like ma- uh, manga, uh, anime every once in a while. And you see like these depictions of these things. Like what the fuck is this? I, I'm pretty and, sure there's a street fighter character of one of these, or maybe it's some other. Oh no, no, no. It's um, fuck dude. It's from that other game that's Capcom. Dark Dark oh, Stalkers. Dark Stalkers. Dark Stalkers. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah. So I mean, like that's that's the crux of why uh Ghostwire Tokyo like was really dope for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because you get you get a peek into like these all of these like weird Japanese uh type of yokai type things and getting getting a handle on what they are, why they do what they do, why they look the way they look, um, just kind of helps you kind of appreciate and understand like why you see these things like pop up over and over and over again in everything that uh, that Japan is involved with. And I think Animal Well probably is going to be its own kind of thing where you're going to uh, experience a world where you see all of these creatures that, um, you know, maybe look familiar or you know, they have their own mythology surrounding it in the game and you get to explore and learn about, you know, this world and the creatures that inhabit it. That just sounds pretty fucking dope to me. You that know does what I mean? sound co- dope. I, I love urban, yeah. urban legend type of shit. And to, to, oh, yeah. to get like urban legends from uh, another culture and type of a media that you're already accustomed to. It's kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Dude. Um, I there, think so. There was a fucking anime that was like that where this dude was just like, just walking around and like curing yokai of uh whatever whatever was keeping them here on, on earth and like given mushishi uh which was a fucking badass anime back in the day um same kind of thing just exposed you to uh monster of the week type of uh synopsis mm-hmm. uh but it but let you in on um urban myths from like uh other you know asian cultures and shit Kind of fucking sick. That uh, that's uh um that reminded me there was uh, I think we covered a game uh at one of the one of the was it the Tokyo Game Show or something like that uh what was it Baba Baba uh, Baba Duke was it Baba something or other uh it's it's like I think it's like Nordic 
It's a Nordic um, Baba. Baba Yaga. I think it's Baba oh, Yaga. Baba Yaga stories. Yeah. So it's so the game is basically a version of like Baba Yaga. Blacktail is the name of the game. Uh, Blacktail. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like that's what's up. That's what's up to me. Like getting to learn like all of these like folklore and like wow. you were saying, you know. Like urban myths and about like Blacktail. Yeah. Blacktail. If all of the stuff that I talked about tonight fucks, this is the hardest fucking thing that fucks. Uh, Blacktail. God yeah. damn I mean, it. Blacktail looks good. And if you, if you think about it from a, a mainstream perspective, mm-hmm. um, God of War is like 100% that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Because you just... have all of, yeah, all this Greek mythology, and you have all of these, you have all of these characters, and these characters are defined by who they are in the mythology. So yep. you, so if you know this already, you know, like their temperaments, you know who these people are, you know what they represent, you know. And in fact, for people who haven't played uh, the original God of War, at the end of God of War, you know, once the reveal kind of hits, like it sends your mind racing, like, okay. So this is this is that person. What does this mean for the story going forward? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's great. It's great when you have like all of these really solid characters, myths, folklore, whatever yep. you want to call it. Yep. And um just because putting you, it in a like, modern way. Yeah, and you it also gives the the creators of the game backstory that they can mm-hmm. elaborate on, but it's it's familiar enough for every person in the audience to kind of know something about it. Like, uh, what is that game that's coming out where it's like Adam, Eve, and then like essentially God, and it's like, uh, it, it looks like even, or um, near automata-like style fucking gameplay. I think it was Project Eve. I think Pro- it was yeah, Project uh, Stellar Eve. Blade is what Stellar it's called. Blade is what it's called. It's called, yeah. it's called Stellar Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like, you have all of these, you have a lot of, like it, it allows you to be able to kind of fill in a little bit of the blanks mm-hmm. just by hearing references yep. and the overall, like if you think about it, even with, um, I, I talk about it a lot, but uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, when you talk about the whole like Adam and Eve perspective, the tree of life, the creator, when you, when you hear those kind of things, like you are you you yourself you flesh it out on your own yeah and you just kind of see where this is going to go during the course of the game and you kind of understand some of the tropes so they don't have to spell it out for you but it's kind of it's kind of compelling to see like somebody else take those characters take those tropes and just kind of put a spin on it Mm -hmm. you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i i love it dude i love it i love when the the uh the viewer is to essentially become the narrator in, in, in a piece of the story. Um, because it also gives the game a chance to subvert uh, expectations uh, and give right. you that, you know, that old school, uh, um, you know, he was dead the whole time fucking twist at the end of the movie, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I, I love I that you. shit. Um, I, I love a good twist in a movie, so. And when, and when they do it in games, it feels good because you've been playing it the whole time and you're just like, what the fuck? Uh, I hate like in, um, 
uh, God of War 2018, uh, specifically with the mistletoe arrows. And you get the ladies like, oh, you got to fucking burn every single one of these. But yet Atreus has one just like hanging out on his chest and she just lets it sit there. And it's like, everybody knows it's there. You know, it's there. You know, these are bad. And he's like, yeah, I'll burn all of these except for this one. This one right here is going to stay forever. And uh, this is now the smoking gun that we know we're going to use later in the game. We don't know what for. Uh, I hated that. Yeah. I hated, I hated some of that stuff because it just, it's, uh, it it just clues you in on too much. You don't know what it's going to be for, but you know, it's going to be important. So sometimes you just gotta, you gotta go in and just shut your brain off. Don't think about it too much. I can't think about it too much. I can't. Like I, I, I'm into every fucking stupid detail. Takes me forever to fucking play a game. Or complete it, I guess, or finish it, whatever. Yeah. Oh my god! Now that we started to talk about this, like I, I started to realize, like there's a there's way more of this stuff uh, than I realized. Um, so I actually, I started playing the Legend of Tian Ding, hmm. uh, and essentially, it's it's just a, it's a folklore, mm-hmm. just told in video game form. That's all it is. It's a Chinese folklore. Or oh interesting yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this An interesting we, one. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, Taiwan during the occupation uh, from Japan. Ooh, okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's told as a, a folklore of uh, so Tian Changqing. I, I don't know, like how you how you pronounce it in Chinese, but a legend of Tian Ding is essentially a uh, a Robin Hood character. Uh, because of the the way that the I guess the occupation from Japan apparently was pretty shit for Taiwan, and so this is a uh, a Robin Hood type character who kind of sprung up um, during that occupation. Uh, it's it's a it's a fun little kind of side scrolling, uh, like not a hack and slash, but like a a, a punch and kick, hmm. I guess. Did that uh, that occurred in? Game. By the way, 1980, 1895 to 1945 is when Taiwan occupied, or Japan occupied Taiwan. Yeah. Um, it was a colony of Japan. That's fucking wild. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is probably <laughs> what caused all of the issues that you see in like early uh, Bruce Lee movies. There's a uh, scene in one of the first Bruce Lee movies, uh, fuck, I fucking forget what mm-hmm. the name of the movie is, where he jumps up and kicks a sign where it's essentially calling uh his people dogs um like you know you're not fucking allowed here type of thing and he becomes like the fucking the most hood motherfucker on his block and everybody's like hell yeah hell yeah you know that type of shit uh i mean to be fair like by the time that movie came out mm -hmm. uh this was still fresh for a lot of people yeah that's what i'm saying like this is 1945 like this shit was still because they Uh, may have not been occupying it and in this in the 60s um but those emotions were still there. So. I mean, we can we can we can bring it back full circle. We can bring yeah, it back. Yeah, it feels circle. like we're about because, to. Uh, uh, I I remember because I, I I told you about was it uh Ken Burns? Yeah. Uh, Ken Burns has the Vietnam War kind of uh thing oh, that he yeah, did, yeah. and I recommended that to a few people at at my workplace uh, like three or four years back. Mm-hmm. And 
I remember uh, one of my coworkers. Uh, she was like, "Oh, like I didn't, I didn't uh, realize like France occupied like part of Vietnam for a while." And I was like, "I was like, bitch, ain't you ever heard of a Ban Mi? Like, you know, like there's a lot of French influence." Yeah. Uh, from some of the from it's some from Vietnamese food, French bread with like Vietnamese meat inside, with pate, pate, pate with yeah. pate, right? And if you don't, if you don't know like that part of history, you don't realize like it's like so. Wait, they're from Vietnam. They got pho. They also got this one sandwich, which is a French bread with pate on it, with meat. Yeah. It's like I wonder where that came from. Come to find out, France was occupying their asses for a while. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's comes to, all comes all comes full circle. Yeah, and that shit's recent too. That's like. That's super recent. Yeah. That's super fucking recent. Fuck, dude. Colonizers, man. Fuck them. <laughs> hey. Okay. So I just want to point out okay. that we, we brought it back. We brought mm-hmm. it back because we, we were talking about plantations at the beginning of the podcast. Yep. And then we ended it with uh, occupiers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we brought it. We brought it back. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how you fucking close a book, dude. That's what we learned in... Uh, uh, film classes is uh, uh, bookends is what we called it. So start bookends. a story with a topic and end it with the same topic, and it makes the user feel like there's closure. So, or viewer, not user. Right. Yeah. So that said, I think it's I think it's time to close it down, man. Yeah, dude. I think it's time to close it down. And I just want to send out a reminder for the folks out there. This is on your podcasting platforms. Android, you can go. I think we are on Samsung podcast. The Samsung Samsung mm-hmm. has a podcast platform. Apparently, we get a lot of users from there. Uh, we're also on Apple podcast platforms. I don't think we're on Spotify. But no, we are. Any, we are. We are. I, yeah, I'm subscribed to us on Spotify. There you fucking go. So we're basically on every audio podcast platform there is available. This is also available on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com forward slash. I want to say it's the at symbol pixels and pints. Uh, you'll be able to find us there directly. We post some videos that are not podcast related every once in a while. The last one that I put out was for a preview of hi-fi rush. We're actually doing really well with that. It did really well for our channel. Uh, got us, uh, a few subscribers as well. I'll be posting a deep dive into, quake one ray traced the mod it's coming out i want to say monday morning so tomorrow morning so probably even before you hear this on your podcast platform it should already be out on youtube you can watch that it's a long time in the making i'm glad to have it out because fuck i'm tired of staring at quake i i i didn't know that you posted this video for hi-fi rush and it makes it makes me feel really good because you this video, 1.1K views, it's like that. It's fucking blowing up. And it feels so good to see people in the comments. Uh, specifically yeah. people that I know in real life and here have watched your video. Uh, this is fucking rad. Man, it makes me feel good. We're, we're kind of we're kind of doing shit. Yeah. You're, you're kind of doing shit. Uh, Goddamn right. So <laughs> I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to do a video a week at least at least with some sort of 
some sort of uh, preview, review type content. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to fit in some, I think, retro type games. I don't think I'm going to do another like tech retrospective when it comes to like ray tracing or whatever, like I did with Quake. That was that was something like my dumbass. Somebody <laughs> in the comments for a a playthrough that I did without commentary is like, yo, I'd like to hear more commentary. I was just like, bet. And I spent like a month. I spent a month um, trying to get it together. It's a 30, it's 30, it's 30 plus minutes long. It's 30 plus minutes long. I had to get so much B-roll. I had to intercut so much <laughs> B-roll into that video. You should watch it. I spent, I spent forever. You have to watch it and I'm going to give you a pop quiz after it. Which, which one is it? The Quake one? The Quake one. It's the, it's the one at the very, it's, uh, it's either unlisted or, I think it's unlisted okay. uh, right now because it's it's scheduled to come uh, tomorrow morning. Okay, okay. So 32 minutes and 43 seconds long. Again, I I've been I've been playing around. Like I still need to find like my voice when it comes to how I want to sound. You know, for an extended period of time when I when I talk about content, mm -hmm. Hi-Fi Rush was probably um, the one that kind of like sparked all this stuff uh, up. So I did the Hi-Fi Rush one. I tried, I think I knocked, I knocked out the Quake uh, audio before I did Hi-Fi Rush. So basically I just need to put videos out, start to figure out like how I like to structure the videos, how I want to sound. I found out that I say grenades instead of grenade. Ooh. And every time I hear it, it bothers the fuck out of me. <laughs> grenade. Grenade. <laughs> Grenade instead of grenade. Grenade, dude. So just just like little stuff, like figuring that kind of stuff out. It's it's been a fun process. Yeah, I learned how to use Adobe Audition, which just makes recording audio for this kind of stuff super fucking easy. Super super easy. easy. Yeah, makes it very fucking clean. That's right. So subscribe, follow, everything like that. Leave us a review on podcast platforms if you can, please, to get us up the ranks. I don't yeah. care what you say in the goddamn uh, review. Just say whatever. Yep. These people are actually kind of shit, but give us five stars when you do it. Yeah. Um, cool. Man, this has been fun. You got anything else? You, mm -mm. Anything else you got to say? No, you got. No, I've said All a right. lot of stuff. I've said uh, probably too much stuff. I think. Uh, so, thanks for sticking around for episode twenty sixth of uh, Pixels and Pines podcast. That is January twenty third, uh, twenty twenty two. No, it is not the twenty third. It is the twenty ninth. It is the twenty ninth. So thanks for watching. Uh, I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Thanks for hanging out with us through this episode. See ya. Yes, sir. I got nothing witty to say. Me either. Not this time. The last ending no, was too good. It was. Oh, well, uh, 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 it was my fault. Yeah. My XLR. Did I, did I, did I mention that at the beginning of the mm, podcast? Not this one. Fuck. All right. My penance begins in episode 27.